Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Addicts podcast. My name is Mung, and of course, you can find me on Twitter at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. Addicts, welcome back. We're heading into lucky number seven, week seven. Wow. We're uh, practically halfway through the regular season. I feel like it goes quicker every single year. Hope you guys are uh, winning your leagues. Hope you guys are all uh, six and zero oh, heading into seven. Uh, oh, this next week. I unfortunately am not doing so well in uh, Mung's, Mung and I's league, but Hey, what can you do? Yeah, well, there's, you know, as you said, still a little bit over half the regular season for most league formats. So it's too soon to give up, even if your yeah. record is not the greatest. Of course, if you're 0-6, it's probably uh, lights out for you. But hopefully you guys will continue to at least set a lineup so that uh, you don't screw up your league too badly. But hopefully, if you've been listening to us, you're doing okay in your leagues. You're competitive. You're vying for a playoff spot. And uh, we'll get you all the info you need for week seven. Uh, We're recording our regular schedule on Thursday night. So the Cardinals are playing the Saints right now. And uh, Chris Olave is back from his concussion. But Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry are still out. And surprisingly enough, uh, the Saints decided to stick with Andy Dalton as their starter. And so far, uh, they're up in the first quarter. So we'll see how this game plays out. But uh, in general, we're going to monitor how DeAndre Hopkins looks this week, and then we're going to see how you know Benjamin looks with James Conner out yet again. And then, of course, uh, you know, rough injury to Marquise Brown with that foot. It sounds like he's going to be out for about four to six weeks, uh, was officially placed on IR earlier today. Yeah, um, this game will be over by the time you uh, any of you listen to this podcast, so not, not too much to uh, to add there. Just keep an eye on those major things. Uh, hopefully, D-Hop comes back with a vengeance. We always love when he the, – the, the game of football is better when he's playing well. Yep, and, uh, you know, Benjamin just broke off a nice big chunk run. And even though the Cardinals are down 3-7 to seven right now in the first quarter, uh, I am going to take them to win this game at home. Oh, I was pulling among here. I was, I was taking the uh, Arizona at home, but uh, both teams are in a bit disarray. So you are taking Arizona? Yes. Okay, got it. All right, let's move on to the Sunday noon central 1 p.m. Eastern slate. We've got the Atlanta Falcons at the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, it's really turned into a 50-50 split uh, in the backfield for the Falcons. Caleb Huntley and Tyler Algier uh, both getting a lot of carries, although neither scored last week. Instead, Mariota ran in the touchdown. So expect a heavy dose of uh, runs again for both of these running backs against the struggling Bengals run defense. I think both are flex-worthy here. Oof. I, they are flex-worthy. The, uh, the Bengals run defense doesn't provide a staunch opponent. And Marcus Mariota, well, this past week he threw the ball 14 times. Of course, the recipe was a little different being up against uh, the 49ers. You want to hang on to that lead for as long as possible. But I think that's the exact game plan that this staff wants to run with this offense. Um, it's unfortunate for especially dynasty players who love lots of love for Kyle Pitts, Drake London. This is just not uh, the year to buy in on those two. Yeah. I mean, Pitts finally got a touchdown this past week on a nice play, but yeah, definitely. I mean, I think even though Atlanta has been losing games, they've kept things close. So even when they're down, they're still running the ball a ton. There's just not a whole lot of target volume. Uh, to be had. Let, let's talk about Kyle Pitts just a little 
terms of, you know, what potentially could you sell high for, right? Because, you know, obviously I think everyone would take Kelsey and Andrews over Pitts. Um, we'll see how Zach Ertz's target share looks like with DeAndre Hopkins back tonight. But, you know, if, if people are listening to this on Friday or Saturday after the Thursday night game, uh, would you sell Pitts for Zach Ertz? I would. What about for Dallas Goddard? Yep. TJ Hawkinson? No. Uh, David Njoku? Yeah. Oh yeah. See, I, I think more than I, I don't, I don't see a tight end swap happening. I think you'd have to sell high to get like a backside, like a running back two wide receiver three type of player. Sure. Um, Cause I think people are a bit wised up to that. Like just but trading. Tight general, ends, right? I mean, if yeah, you in can general, get I would take, guys. yeah, absolutely. I'd rather have, even though Everett uh, did nothing for you this week, I'd rather have Everett week's week. Um, no, I think I'm, I'd stick with Pitts over Everett with yeah. Keenan coming back at, at some point. Um, what about Darren Waller? He, who's been hurt? Is he coming back? And especially we don't, we don't have, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I would definitely take Pitts over Gerald Everett. Um, what right. about Darren Waller? Who's been out and still hasn't practiced. Yeah. I, Waller is a tough case. I think right now I would hang on to Pitts over Waller for until Waller gets back into practice. That's probably taking the coward's way out, but we, we just don't know. Well, if, if you need wins now, it's definitely Pitts because it sounds yeah, like Waller's still very much questionable. Uh, I would still take Kittle over Pitts right now with the Niners defense struggling, oh, putting sure. them into some more pass-heavy uh, situations here. Uh, let's move on to the Cincinnati side. I don't know that yep. there's a whole lot to say here. I mean, you're starting no. Chase, Higgins, Burrow, and Mixon, and then perhaps Boyd as that boom-bust wide receiver four option. Um, I don't. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about with the Bengals here? Yeah. Uh, no. I, I don't. I don't. To me, this isn't a Boyd uh, Boyd boom week against Atlanta. Cincinnati should be able to handle them with their regular playmakers without needing to get too too uh, creative. All right. I think this one should be close, uh, but I will take the home team Bengals here. Yeah, I'll take the Bengals to win. All right. Next came up the Detroit Lions at the Dallas Cowboys. It sounds like DeAndre Swift might be back, and it does look good for Amon Ross St. Brown to be back following their bye this past week. Mm -hmm. Both of these guys should be in your fantasy lineups. Um, but both DJ Chark and Josh Reynolds have yet to practice this week. So a little concerning there. This could be another nice game for TJ Hawkinson. You saw him get hyper-targeted the last time Detroit was missing some of their receiving options here. And then, you know, if you're desperate, maybe Khalif Raymond in deeper leagues. If you've got Hawkinson, you're probably starting him, but I'm not super excited with him against this Dallas defense, the linebackers they have, safeties they have in their core. Just not a great matchup by my by my estimation for Hawkinson. Um, but if you've got him, you've probably drafted him to start him unless you were able to pick up, uh, you know, Njoku or something. Yeah, and on the Dallas side, uh, they should get some reinforcements as well. Getting healthier yeah. is Dak Prescott, who did practice uh, already and he is expected to start in this game uh, Ezekiel Elliott looked decent even against a, a pretty good Eagles defensive line so he should definitely be in lineups uh, with a lot of upside this week against that Lions defense um, and then we'll see how uh, Dalton Schultz and CD Lamb look both of them dealing with some injuries but both are expected to play this week so I think you're firing those guys up 
Yeah, I'm excited for Dak's return. I think they played enough games with him in the past uh, couple seasons. I think he's likely going to be as near as healthy as he's going to be all uh, all for the rest of the season. So, uh, yeah, fire him up there. I, I think we're going to see a nice offensive output this game. Uh, the Dallas defense has been stepping up in a big way. I, I think they, they smashed the Lions this week. Yeah, I'm not so sure. I think this is actually going to be a closer game. Uh, the Lions' hmm. offense has been able to keep them, you know, competitive at least, even though their defense has just given up a ton of points. And then, of course, just Prescott, you know, in his first game back, will he be a little rusty? But all that being said, I am going to take them at home. Okay. All right. So we're in agreement there. Moving on to the Indianapolis Colts at the Tennessee Titans here. Uh, Jonathan Taylor questionable with the ankle sprain, but it, he is trending towards playing. He's practicing um, as is nine Hines. So for those of you who picked up Deion Jackson, he might be uh, going back into that free agent pool this week. That's right where he belongs. Uh, he had a nice touchdown for you last week. Hope, hopefully he cashed in, but those days are gone. Yeah. And uh, you know, Alec Pierce, uh, he's a flex option here. Paris Campbell, yeah. wide receiver for uh, none of the tight ends really reliable, uh, which is the same story for the Tennessee side. Their tight ends haven't yeah. done anything really. It's just Derrick Henry and Robert Woods here. Maybe Ryan Tannehill if you need a streaming option. If you're desperate, four teams on a bye this week. Yeah, and the Colts have looked a lot better as of late, but uh, you know, I don't know how for real that is. And coming off of the, the rest week, they're they're by. I'm still going to take the Titans at home this one. Yeah, Tennessee's at home. We don't exactly know what's going to uh, what Jonathan Taylor's going to look like back on the field. So this could be a sucker bet here, but I'm going to take Tennessee also. Now watch JT run for four touchdowns. <laughs> All right, let's move on then to the Green Bay Packers at the Washington Commanders. Uh, Randall Cobb is out for a few weeks with a high ankle sprain, and that should really help consolidate the target share to Alan Lazard and Romeo Dubs here. I think both of these guys are flex worthy, and uh, you know it's really just them and Aaron Jones right now. I, I don't even know that you can fully trust Aaron Rodgers. I certainly wouldn't. Uh, do you, do you want to do you want to run through a little quarterback? Would you rather? Yeah, we can do that. Uh, you know, I don't know that he's a terrible option because Washington's defense is pretty putrid as well. But, you know, we'll start, obviously, uh, you know, the three, Lamar, Herbert, Mahomes. Um, you're starting yeah. Burrow and Dak and Kyler Murray tonight over Aaron Rodgers, of course. Uh, right. If you happen to have Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. No, it's Tom Brady uh, against Carolina. This is a good matchup. And Tom's going to be angry after last week. All right, Derek Carr against the Titans. Derek Carr? Uh, you mean Houston, right? Or, sorry, yeah, against uh, the Texans, I meant. Yep. Uh, Tua against the Steelers? If they're – because of what's happened with Tua, if he's in the game, I'm pretty confident that he's feeling very well. Had a great week of practice. Um, Tua looked great uh, until, uh, until the injuries. It's a good matchup. Give me Tua. Yeah, I agree there. Uh, Russell Wilson, I think you're taking Rodgers. Yeah, that's that's an unfortunate situation. Um, I, could I could I say neither? Like, I just don't want either in any lineups right at this moment. I, I'd take Garoppolo over Rodgers this week. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, you know, the streaming article that I do for Fantrax, Garoppolo is the top option. Geno Smith, I think at this point yep. you're starting every week. Uh, yep. over Rodgers and uh, 
What about Jared Goff? I mean, they really struggle against the Patriots defense, but they do get Amon Ross St. Brown and DeAndre Swift back, and they have a pretty solid offensive line overall. I think October is when Jared Goff is going to turn into a pumpkin this week. Um, I, I, he just scares me. He's not one of my favorites, so I, I, I wouldn't hate the stream, but it's just not something I would do. Yeah, I, Ellie and Rogers there, but it's at least a question, right? I mean, Rogers okay. just hasn't shown much of a ceiling, yeah. and his floor has been pretty iffy as well. Yeah, we I, we've got him already down at I think midway through the quarterback twos. Yeah, I think he's in that high end QB two, back end sure. QB one still. Uh, again, Washington secondary sure doesn't scare yeah. you. Yeah, no, absolutely. And on the offensive side uh, for the commanders, Carson Wentz with a fractured finger on his throwing yeah. hand is out for quite some time. Uh, Taylor Heineke is going to get his first start of the season, but bad news for him is that Jahan Dotson re-aggravated his hamstring injury in practice. So he's probably going to be down him. Uh, you're starting McLaurin uh, and Curtis Samuel, both at, in that wide receiver three flex territory. And we'll see if Logan Thomas is back. Um, but right now the running backs are a mess. It's really just Brian Robinson. Yeah. I, I, your boy, Taylor Heineke back in the lineup, right? I don't think Dotson's a big dip off for him. I think all we, we've seen in his career, all he needs is a tight end and Terry McLaurin in order to put together some semblance of numbers. So um, I think that's the game plan this week. Yeah. And I, I'm going to take green Bay on the road, but I don't feel great about it. It would not shock me if Washington uh, upset the Packers at home. Uh, Washington is at home. You're saying yes, yes. Washington's at home. Yeah. Uh, I would be pretty surprised. Washington is not a good team. And despite your prior love, Taylor Heineke is not a, uh, is not a good quarterback. Perhaps not, but he is a change of pace and something that the Packers haven't seen on tape yet. this sure. year. So certainly, you know, gives their defense something new to prepare for at the very least. An excellent uh, point. Yeah. All right, next game up, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Carolina yeah. Panthers. Uh, you know, I expressed my nervousness about Brady preseason. I had him ranked outside the top 12 fantasy quarterbacks. And these offensive line issues are, are really significant. Uh, Evans and Godwin are fine to start here. I do think, you know, Fournette's going to obviously get his. Um, but in general, you know, this offense isn't quite what we wanted for fantasy purposes. It's not what we've seen over the last two years. And then finally at the tight end position, you know, kind of a scary situation for Cameron Bray with that neck injury. Mm -hmm. uh, luckily it doesn't sound too serious, but I think if he's out, uh, Kate on might be a serviceable streaming tight end, given how often Brady's checking down with all these pass protection issues. Brady and Braid have not looked like they've been on the same page all year. Um, Otten is, is young. He's got, he's got the legs under him. They've looked okay. Uh, I, I think he, I think you're right on the money with him. All right. On the other side of this game, uh, it sounds like it's going to be PJ Walker again. Uh, yep. Just he didn't throw downfield at all. Uh, I don't think um, when, when he came in, Jacob Eason didn't do much better. So until we see anything from PJ Walker and this offense in general with the new interim head coach, it's just McCaffrey. I mean, if you're desperate, DJ Moore, you can throw him in there. He's getting volume. But what did he have, like seven yards on seven catches mm. or something like that? Uh, right. Three right. catches, seven targets. Yep. Yeah. So just uh, it's rough. I mean, if you're desperate, DJ Moore, wide receiver, four territory, but just McCaffrey. Maybe Terrace Marshall? Yeah, I think he's worth a stash, but I would not start <laughs> him, especially with LaVisca Chenault back healthy. I, I just don't think there's any 
you know, the no, pie that was a joke. General, that's, a, that's, a, that's a roster clog extraordinary uh, right, right there. I'm sorry. But in general, this Carolina offense just hasn't shown anything uh, outside of McCaffrey. And it could get worse if they, uh, if they sell off any more of the players. Yeah. Uh, DJ Moore is probably pretty jealous of Robbie Anderson right about now. I bet he is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, we're both taking the bucks here. Yes, sir. All right. I, I do think that Brady is going to be quite angry after that loss to the Steelers. And unfortunately, Carolina is who he will be taking it out on. Uh, points. <laughs> yeah. Next game up the New York giants <laughs> at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, you know, we, we disagreed on this game last week, close, and, and I did take the Giants. Or no, I didn't take the Giants, but I said it would be closer um, than you had originally projected, and they ended up upsetting the Ravens, which even I did not predict. Uh, but Wandale Robinson looked good, even though he played just 23% of the snaps in his first game back. That should continue to increase as he gets healthier and builds that chemistry with Daniel Jones, and he's really the only option right now. I mean, it's him and Bellinger in the past game, and then Barkley. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned Bellinger. A lot of young uh, tight ends stepping up this year to sort of fill that tight end void. Now, are they actually playing well, or is the top of the field just playing that poorly this year that we have to dig that deep at tight end? Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of both, but really, yeah. I, I think for the, in the Giants' case with Bellinger, at least, it's just out of pure desperation, right? Because they just don't have, you know, Kadarius Tony's been hurt, Kenny Galladay's been hurt, Wandale Robinson has been hurt, but is finally coming back. So he might take a knock if and when, you know, Galladay and uh, Tony finally get back on the field. Sounds a lot like TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, not, not uh, that unlike uh, the situation for the Lions. On the Jaguars side, uh, it's interesting because Travis Etienne continues to you know look more and more explosive. We've seen some big games out of him tonight. Um, but in general, I mean, this passing game has been very hot and cold. And recently, it's, it's mm -hmm. been a bit cold, even though Trevor Lawrence had some nice rushing production last week. Um, I mean, I think Christian Kirk is still fine to flex. Uh, but outside of that, you know, it's, it's him and Ingram, it seems like, because neither of the Joneses have been doing a whole lot despite being involved. No, and then when they, when they do get involved, you're going to pick the wrong one uh, from week to week. That's, that's the old story with pretty much any uh, team that Marvin Jones is on. Yeah, and this one's tough because I, I think the Jaguars will get back on track here. But at the same time, you know, with Wandale Robinson getting healthier, I feel like this Giants team just continues to exceed expectations, and I'm going to pick the upset in Florida. He opened the door for me, folks. I'm taking the Jaguars. All right. I, I don't feel great about this one, but, you know, that, that's the gut. Um, <laughs> well, neither go. do I. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the AFC North showdown between the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, we've got a lot of issues for both of these teams right now, but uh, I do think the offense should bounce back a little bit mm -hmm. after just a brutal showing against the Patriots last week. Uh, you know, Chubb should be fine. I think mm -hmm. Amari Cooper is going to see a lot of double coverage. They usually like to take away that number one guy, not on like Belichick. Right. Um, I actually kind of like Donovan Peoples Jones as a, you know, boom week as a wide receiver for. They're going to have to connect with somebody deep. So I, I don't, I don't hate that uh, with the injuries that Baltimore is having um, and Cleveland needs to get it done. Now 
Kareem Hunt is probably the biggest early season surprise here. He, he opened the, you know, week one, the really nice game, but he's been pretty darn quiet since. And Baltimore doesn't, is not clicking. <clears throat> I'm sorry, folks, about, uh, about my voice this week. Uh, Baltimore's not clicking enough where I think they're going to be getting ahead too far. So I'm avoiding Hunt this week. Yeah, it, it really depends on the game script, too, because we don't it, know. It's so dependent. Well, I was going to say it's also tough because we don't know whether, you know, Rashad Bateman's going to play as of right now. Devin Duvernay, right. he seems doubtful. And even Mark Andrews yeah. Uh, yeah. Is, hasn't practiced yet this week. So a lot of questions on the Baltimore side here. And then, of course, they're already down potentially J.K. Dobbins, whose knee, quote-unquote, tightened up. Uh, mm-hmm. During the game last week, uh, did not get much work in the second half. He's very much questionable. Um, yeah. But then we haven't seen a ton out of Kenyon Drake. Uh, Gus Edwards might be back. Just so many big pieces on, on yeah. this Ravens team right now. I think Drake's going to be more than fine, both because of opportunity numbers and because of the, the state of that Cleveland defense. Yeah, and... Uh, it's really hard to analyze this game uh, without knowing all these injury statuses. But as of right now, it's just hard to bet against the Ravens at home. And, you know, the Browns give, give up their fair share of mistakes and turnovers. So even without knowing any of these guys, status, I'm just going to bet on Lamar Jackson at home. I'm still going to lean the Ravens. You took the words out of my mouth. When, When all the chips are on the table and you don't know what's going on, Lamar Jackson or Jacoby Brissett, come on. Yeah, although I w- it would not shock me if uh, you know Cleveland stole one. No, he's, uh, AFC North divisional games can always be. I, I mean, they could end in a tie. We've seen billions of uh, AFC North ties uh, in the past decade. Green yeah. Bay Baltimore is very rarely part of them. Well, who knows? Uh, Justin Tucker finally missed the field goal for the first time yeah. in the last, what, 20 years? Something like that. <laughs> yeah, big week for kickers. Yeah, uh, Justin Tucker uh, uh, missed the field goal. And then uh, wh- who was it? I think it was uh, the Chiefs. No, was it the was it the Cards kicker who came out came out there and uh, basically uh, took his own legs out four times on different uh, field goals? Oh, you're talking about the Chargers kicker, how he was playing her? Oh, Chargers. That's what, yeah, that's yeah. who it was. Yep. But uh, yeah, maybe Cade York is the unlikely hero in this one. Maybe even over time, but uh, we'll see. Let's move on to the Sunday mid-afternoon slate. Uh, The New York Jets at the Denver Broncos. The Jets defense playing really well. Uh, Shout out my friend Alex, who's a long-suffering Jets fan, who was actually Mm. in Green Bay watching that game. (laughs) And I texted him last Saturday that I put the Jets in a money line parlay so I would be rooting with him. And that nice. works out pretty well, but sure uh, unfortunately for fantasy purposes, the Jets aren't doing a whole lot on offense and it's really just Brees Hall. I mean, Elijah Moore wants a trade to get out of there. Um, and so maybe, you know, the squeaky wheel gets some grease this week. Uh, maybe it's more as that boom wide receiver four among the Jets receivers, but I uh, really, it's just Brees Hall right now. Is it, is it starting to get a little like ridiculous or meme worthy? We've got like, players that are practically rookies asking for trades at this point. I mean, wide receivers, man. Yeah. I think that one's more of a, just a frustration call. It, it sounds like, and you know, smartly the jets are not even considering that because they do have you play to win the game, right? deal. Yeah. They and I, think, I think they should get him more involved because we just know Corey Davis of, isn't of the most explosive option, but again, you know, I, I do think that they're going to, you know, work this out. And I, I think it might be a nice game for more. If you had to pick one this week, I would roll with more. 
Yeah, I, I think he must have drafted himself in about 10 leagues and he's starting to get frustrated playing <laughs> himself in his wide receiver one well, spot. Well, he should be on the waiver wire in quite a few leagues. I um, agree. <laughs> on the Denver side, Russell Wilson playing through multiple injuries. I think it's like a hamstring and a lat injury. So yep. just not great in general. Uh, Latavius Murray got the bulk of the work this past game, but it sounds like Melvin Gordon is slated to start. I don't know that you can trust any of them. Uh, would you agree if you had to pick one, I'm still going with Gordon. Well, yeah, uh, they said that he's going to be starting next week. So they, that they, they had that presser where they uh, discussed that. So yes, I would pick Gordon. Um, even though Murray, I mean, they just signed him off the, I, something happened. Like there must've been some sort of exchange between Hackett and Murray or uh, sorry, between Hackett and Gordon. Cause Gordon was in and he was taking half the work away from Javante Williams. So, so something must've gone awry and those sort of things do tend to clear themselves up or if they don't expect Gordon to find himself on a different team pretty soon. Yeah. Well, in general, it's really just Brees Hall and Corlin Sutton that you want to be starting in fantasy in this matchup. But yeah. you know, if you're desperate, I'm still rolling with Gordon among the Broncos running backs. And uh, I don't know. I, I think this is going to be a low scoring, ugly game, but with Russell yeah. Wilson playing hurt, I, I'm going to go with the jets in an upset here. Is that still a, yeah, that, that probably is an upset. Um, this is a really tough one to call. I can't pick Denver right now. They're, they're just playing too badly. They're, they're, Russ is too hurt, and they are coached way too poorly. Um, gosh, I, I love the door being open here, but I, I, think, I think it's a sucker pick, so I'm going the Jets. All right. I mean, they, they did just beat the Packers. Now, granted, the Packers are not good right now, but... Uh, yeah, it's hard to pick the Jets. I think we, we've been conditioned over the past two decades, except for those nice two years with Rex Ryan, where the Jets were playing pretty darn well to just expect failure out of New York. Well, I mean, to me, this just comes down to Sally over Hackett right now. And that's yeah. basically what I'm about. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the Houston Texans at the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Texans coming off their bye. Really, it's just Brandon Cooks and uh, Damian Pierce. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. All right. On the Raiders side, uh, a lot of you know injuries. What, what do you think about Davis Mills this week? I think he has upside, but I think there are safer options if you're looking oh, for quarterback time. help. Yeah, um, maybe maybe in DFS, but yeah. you know, like I said, the ceiling's high against this Raiders defense. But I just it just might be a lot of Damian Pierce on the ground. Yep. Um, on the Raiders side, I think Carr is a fine streaming option. Obviously, you're starting Jacobs and Devontae Adams. Darren Waller still hasn't practiced, even coming off of the bye. So it sounds like this could be a Foster Moreau start yeah. in a pinch. Uh, you know, you could do worse at streaming tight ends. He has shown talent in the past. Uh, although of course, you know, we'll see if his target share is a little bit different with Devonte Adams, but I do think right. Moreau is a good play because Hunter Renfro missed today's practice with a new, I think it was a hip issue. Um, so if he misses this game, I think both Mac Hollins Hollins has upside as a wide receiver four, and I do think Foster Moreau finds himself vaulted up into that tier of high end tight end two territory. 
I agree that the ceiling's there, but I think the floor is practically a bottomless pit. Um, so just tread caution, tread tread lightly. Um, if you, I mean, if that's you're any tight with, end, right? Outside of yeah, the top five. That's true. Yep, you're you're absolutely tr- uh, right about that. Um, haven't seen, of course, anything with uh, Devontae Adams in the lineup, with Foster Moreau in the lineup. And uh, I think all the news is pretty, I think everybody pretty well knows by this point that uh, Devontae Adams is not likely to have any sort of suspension during the course of this fantasy season. Uh, for what happened last week, right? Or two yeah, weeks as far ago. as we know, and if it, if it does, I can't imagine it being more than one game. So you're, you're certainly right. not looking at trade up anymore. And, and it won't be this week, so. Right. All right, uh, I assume we're going to both take the Raiders here. Yes, I'm taking the Raiders. All right, so let's move on then to the Seattle Seahawks at the Los Angeles Chargers. I think Geno Smith is a fine quarterback option. Mm-hmm. Kenneth Walker has a great matchup against a uh, struggling Chargers run defense. Uh, we'll have to monitor the injury to Tyler Lockett. Uh, if he's out, then this could be a nice game to, or excuse me, for uh, DK Metcalf if the targets get funneled his way. And I do think that the tight ends have some viability. Noah Fant seems to be uh, asserting himself in that lead role. So especially if Lockett's out, I think Fant is also a viable tight end streamer. I don't know if I'd buy that just with the way the Seahawks run their offense and spread the ball and, and routes along their tight ends. You could go out there expecting a, a something from Fant, and then he gets zero targets while Will Disley has, you know, three and then his elusive touchdown, which Will Disley, he, he sneaks those in every now and again. So I'm off of Fant personally this week, but uh, certainly understand the reasoning. Fair enough. Uh, on the other side though, I like Jared, Gerald Everett as well, where the yep. Seahawks have really struggled defending against the tight end. Um, we still have no idea about Keenan Allen. It sounds yeah. like he's uh, he's doing a little bit more in practice, but at the same time, he's saying that he's willing to sit out through their week eight bye, I think, um, if that's what it takes to get to 100%. So either way, I think you're fine with Herbert, Eckler, and Everett here as well as Mike Williams. Herbert, Eckler. Say, say, say that again. Uh, just that I think you're fine starting Herbert, Eckler, Everett, and Mike Williams. I think that uh, there's upside in, um, in, the, in the wide receiver two in this game. Um, if, if, if Josh Palmer's out, I think you can uh, maybe strike Rich with Carter. Uh, maybe. I, I just think that the, the target share really starts going Everett's way, you know, when, when there have been wide receiver injuries. That, that's my read on it, but. I mean, I think, I think there's upside for Carter. Um, yeah. I just, I think again, that's more of a, you know, a DFS play and sure. we'll have to see about that. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is not a bad matchup to target though against Seattle. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Especially with, I think this game is the highest, uh, has the, the highest over under of any game uh, mm. on this week's slate. So that's that another reason to expect uh, this to be a high scoring affair. I think it's at 50 and a half. Wow. All right. Uh, you know, Seattle's been on a tear. It would shock me if they pulled off a crazy upset here, but I'm still going to go with the Chargers at home. Yeah. Give me Justin Herbert getting it right and getting it, getting it t- tight. That, <laughs> I don't know if that's a saying. I'm, Maybe. I'm not as hip as I used to be. Maybe. We'll see. Um, all right. <laughs> let's move on to uh, another interesting game the Kansas City Chiefs. At the San Francisco 49ers, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster finally had a big game with 113 yards and a touchdown 
against the bills, but just five targets. And that right. long touchdown was due to, you know, a bills defender, maybe even two whiffing on tackles. I'm looking to sell high on Juju if possible. Is that something? Yeah. I I just don't know that there's going to be a clear number one guy in Kansas city. We've talked about this all year. So if, if it's possible to sell high on Juju, uh, definitely explore that outside of that. I think you're just starting to Mahomes, Kelsey, uh, if you're desperate, you know, McCole or, or Juju are viable wide receiver for candidates. It's not entirely fantasy relevant, but I, I thought I remember Juju being like being faster than he is. Like he should have had another long touchdown breakaway, but he was caught. Um, is, is he, am I just misremembering his like big, big time years in Pittsburgh that he was a little speedier? Cause it's not like he's old. What is he 24 now? He came into the league so young. I think he's like 26 or something, but I, I, yeah, I was being hyperbolic, but yeah, I know, but I, I know he's in not general, old. I think we're seeing that sometimes we should just trust teams, right? When nobody was looking to pay for Juju, um, even though, you know, a lot of people expect him to get a big contract. But at the same time, you know, we all knew that Kenny Galladay got way overpaid and avoided him in fantasy. So it's kind of a double-edged blade there, I guess. So he's 25 and dynasty players will remember at one point he was, he was very close to being considered like the number two wide receiver in, in dynasty. Yeah. I mean, everyone just expected him to take over that clear number one role. Uh, if Antonio Brown left and he just was unable to do that. My, how the tides can change. Um, like not entirely relevant to this week of play though, but uh, I think you pretty much covered it, covered the chiefs. Yeah. And I think they should be fine. You know, Nick Bosa might be coming back, but a lot of injuries in their secondary. So even though the chiefs offense has struggled and isn't quite the exact same as we've seen with Tyreek Hill in the past, they've still been efficient on the Niners side here. You know, the silver lining to their injuries on defense in terms of fantasy, at least, has been that the receivers are getting a lot of targets uh, playing from behind against Atlanta. You know, Ayuk had a massive game. Kittle got a ton of targets. Uh, Devo Samuel was good as well. And I think all three are in play again this week against the Chiefs offense that should look to bounce back from that loss to the Bills. Are you looking to sell Ayuk or give him one more week? I, I think with the defensive injuries, all the Niners um, receiving options get a bump up. So him, Kittle, and Samuel, I think they're all fine. Yep. Okay. And um, on the running back side of the uh, side of the game, um, are we worried about them potentially acquiring another running back or TDP coming back or pretty solid with Eli right now? No, I, I mean, I just acquired uh, Eli Mitchell in our dynasty league, as you saw earlier today. Yep. So I'm expecting him to get that job back after their buy in the next couple of weeks. Um, definitely a sell high possible on Jeff Wilson, but I think, you know, most league mates who even pay half attention to stuff going on, that window is probably already closed, but certainly if you can still get, you know, a usable piece for Jeff Wilson, I I would look to move him uh, quickly. I'm with you. Uh, And I'm probably with you on, uh, well, I don't know. You're a San Fran boy. I'm taking the chiefs. It would not shock me if the Niners came back strong with Bosa back and and more importantly, Trent Williams coming back, right? We've seen the chiefs struggle to stop the run. And if the Niners can, uh, they'll just run all day and try and keep Mahomes off the field. So it wouldn't shock me if the Niners pull off an upset at home, um, coming off of a rough loss to Atlanta, 
But at the same time, it, it's it's hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes, especially when they're motivated also coming off of a loss against the Bills. And I'm just going to go with the better quarterback despite them being on the road. And Give me the Chiefs here. All right. You as well? Yes. All right. All right, next game up is going to be Sunday night football. We've got the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Kenny Pickett's still in concussion protocol, so we're not sure if it's going to be him or Mitch Trubisky right now. Um, But this one's tough. I mean, Najee Harris just hasn't been doing a whole lot. Uh, Again, you're not dropping him, but he's just a flex right now, very much touchdown dependent, even though he scored against the Bucs. And I do think that Deontay Johnson and – excuse me, uh, George Pickens should both be okay here. And we saw that Trubisky is connecting with Chase Claypool as well. Uh, So maybe Claypool has some upside in this one. Yeah, I don't see so much the connection between Pickens and Trubisky, but uh, if Pickett plays, that's another story altogether. Yeah, very much dependent on which quarterback. And also worth talking about that there are some rumors that the Packers are aggressively looking to trade for Chase Claypool. So if that were to happen, I think that would help all three of their fantasy valleys with Claypool being gone, uh, you know, just fewer targets to spread around, or I guess fewer people to spread the targets around too. Um, and then obviously I, I think Claypool would have a much higher upside each week with Aaron Rodgers in green Bay, but uh, we'll see on the Miami He would side, immediately be about the best, uh, best player in that, uh, in that passing core. That's for sure. I don't know that he's like heads and shoulders above head and shoulders above, you know, Lazard or dubs. I think they would all, it would just be kind of like in Pittsburgh where it's going to be a lot of uh, split targets between all three of them. Yeah. I I think he's a significantly better talent than both. Um, But uh, yes, he would take a little bit of time to catch up in the playbook. Yeah. All right, on the Miami side, uh, Jalen Waddle has a shoulder sprain, but he is expected to play as of right now. Um, I think fairly self-explanatory here. You're starting to uh, both of the wide receivers, and mm-hmm. for right now, it's Mostert as long as he's healthy. It is, um, and I expect Miami to pick up where they left off with Tua. Uh, should be an explosive outing. Yeah, again, you know, a little bit of caution just because he's coming back uh, after missing some time, same as we talked about. For Dak Prescott, but all that being said, I'm going to take Miami at home. There you go. Me too. Uh, I, I'm a little surprised to see seven plus points being given to Miami right now, but uh, yeah, give me Miami. Yeah, that, that one, I, I want to take Pittsburgh plus seven, but it feels like a trap. I, yeah. it, like, I could see this one being it, a blowout, it feels even, too though, big. even though Trubisky like, beat the Bucks at the end of that game, it, it feels like a very, very different. Um, game this week with a healthy well, Tua and in yeah. South Florida. We, I think we'll never forget Mitchell Trubisky and all of his talents. So I think we understand that, that, <laughs> that that's a bit generous. Yep. All right. Uh, moving on to Monday night football. Did Andy Dalton just throw another pick six? Yes. Wow. Um, oh no. Uh, yes. Yes, he did. Yeah. Cause I got the notification on my phone and I was like, is this just like five minutes late? But no, it's two pick sixes. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, well I started well for Chris Olave uh, in the second half. Yeah, I was going to say I also started the Cardinals defense in a couple leagues, so uh, oh, no. certainly nice. certainly that happy boat. about that right now. But let's talk about Monday Night Football, the Chicago Bears at the New England Patriots. Some life for Justin Fields now that he's running a lot more, so he has that rushing upside. But 
in general, I would fade rookie quarterbacks against Bill Belichick. Uh, they have not fared so well, and I would not look to stream fields with some better options uh, that we've discussed earlier, like Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, like you said, this, this last week was against the Commanders. Um, the Commanders are not the same as the Patriots. Uh, gosh, I, I, I just hope Justin Fields' career survive, survives this week. Yeah, and on that note, uh, I, I think it should be fine to start Mooney as a flex option. Uh, again, very iffy floor, but we have seen some signs of life from the passing offense and perhaps Komet, although I think he's still in that back end, tight end two range. I would not be looking to trot him out there if at all possible. Yeah, I'm not playing any of these bears unless they're running backs. And even right now, they're talking about this high end approach. That does not sound good for David Montgomery. Yeah, I mean, I've been hanging on a Herbert. He should definitely be rostered if he's a free agent in your league. Uh, probably worth taking a look uh, because, again, we just don't know how this workload is going to be split on Monday night. And so you might be saving yourself a bunch of fab money or a waiver priority if you pick up Herbert. Uh, although he is all already rostered in quite a few leagues. Yeah. 27 pass attempts. So we're, we're going over 25 pass attempts the past two weeks for fields, but it, it's a nice trend, but not one I'm chasing in new England. Yeah. And also, you know, on the new England side here, this, this week presents a lot of tough questions because you've got the teams on by which we'll go over in just a second. Mm-hmm. And then just a lot of injury questions. You know, we don't know about Baltimore, right? We don't and know big who the quarterback's going to be. This week too. Yeah, and then also this game, particularly being on Monday, is worrisome because we, we think Damian Harris is going to play. He got, mm-hmm. uh, I believe, a full practice uh, earlier today. So, you know, you're starting both him and Stevenson against this Bears run defense, I would think. But again, you're just running that risk, right? You're rolling the dice where you won't have an option if Harris does not play, surprisingly, on Monday night. Yeah, I don't think I would rely on it. I certainly wouldn't want him as my running back too. maybe a flex option when you have the opportunity to maybe, I don't know, gut shot Taekwon Thornton in or something. If you need to, at the end of the day, uh, I, I think I'm off Harris right now, not because of the matchup, but just because of where, where the, when the game's being played and fear of uncertainty. I mean, I think it definitely depends on your options, but you know, I think I would lean towards playing Harris because he does not carry an injury designation. He practiced in full today. To me, that sounds like he's going to be back. Yeah. But the Patriots play more games than anybody else with, with roster numbers and the injury stuff. I mean, that's why they get, that's why they have to trade for so many draft picks because they know they're going to continually break the rules and have them taken away. <laughs> well, you know, I, I do think that him not being even questionable as of Thursday yeah. is a good That's, sign. So I'm right out there. Fair enough. And uh, in fact, I, I like both of these running backs in this matchup and I will take new England at home. Yeah, I'll take new England. All right. So we've got the four teams on by, we've got Buffalo. Uh, you're going to be without Josh Allen, Devin Singletary, Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, and Dawson Knox. Uh, you've got the Rams on by, so no Matthew Stafford, Daryl Henderson, Malcolm Brown, Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, Tyler Higby. And, you know, before we move on to the other two teams, let's talk about the Rams real quick because there is a lot to discuss even with them on by this week after that game against Carolina because the running backs, it sounds like there's a rift between Cam Akers and the coaching staff with reports that he has played his last snap 
for the Rams and will soon get traded. Um, what are you looking to do with Akers and Henderson? Um, maybe stash Kyron Williams, who might be back from the injury reserve soon. Are, are you looking to buy Akers if he goes to a better situation behind a better offensive line? Well, they said that he was, you know, having personal issues, right? That was the first report. His personal issue is that his football career is over. I, I'm sorry, Cam. Um, you know it as well as I do, though, bud. Uh, no, I am not buying Cam Akers. I think it depends on the price uh, because depending on where he ends up, I think the upside is there because even though he didn't do much uh, or so far this season, the Rams offensive line has been absolutely horrendous. I, I don't know that you could have expected anybody to really be gaining positive yardage on a consistent basis there. So, you know, depending on if, if he gets dropped because someone thinks, you know, like you said, is he's just done for the year because the Rams are looking to get rid of him. I think I would at least stash him for free if he's a free agent, even if you're not looking to, you know, actively go out and trade for him. Yeah, th there's enough guys out there with uh, with Achilles tendons that work the right way that uh, I'm, I'm not too concerned. You can let the, him clog their rosters. All right, fair enough. I am looking to roll the dice on him. And I do think that, you know, if Allen Robinson was dropped in your league, he's worth a look at least. I mean, finally you know, more than two or three catches in a game, uh, his second touchdown of the year, still going to be inconsistent, but I do think that maybe after the bye, this Rams offense might get on track a little bit. They might, but when they're on track, that isn't when Allen Robinson is scoring touchdowns. Well, I think they are going to look to get him more involved. It seemed like Higby was really becoming a bigger piece, but, uh, yeah, well, you know, let's do a would you rather with, with the right. wide receivers. Um, let's scroll down a little bit because obviously this you're week not, or you're rest of safe. season. Sorry. Well, they're on by this week, so rest of season. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll scroll down because obviously you know the top 15, 20 guys are taking over Allen right. Robinson pretty clearly. Yep. Um, let's go down to Jahan Dotson, who just had a setback with his hamstring. Um, you know, if that's an offer that you can throw out there, would you? No, I th okay. I think that's that's Robinson. Okay. Uh, what about Curtis Samuel? Samuel. All right. I know you like Brandon Ayuk, so you're going to take Ayuk yep. there. Yes. Yep. All right. Um, what about Adam Thielen, who's also struggled? We did. We did go. We did jump far down the list. Boy, didn't we? Um, I guess it's Robinson there. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. You know, it's yeah. he's out there in close to half the leagues, depending on what platform you're playing on. So, you know, coming out of the buy, even if you're not picking up this week, I would at least bid for him. Yeah. Um, fair enough. I mean, look, Juju Smith Schuster, you're taking Allen Robinson. Robinson. Right? Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, you're I, definitely right. He's definitely, he definitely needs to be rostered. Yeah. All right. So that's a stark contracts. And I don't know if you saw in our league, our redraft league together, Los. I dropped Robinson during the waiver run and then I picked him back up after I was able to move Bateman onto the IR spot last week. So I was so, I was so shocked and dumbfounded that, that it, uh, it, it, it hit me in the head so hard. I don't even remember it happening. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, last two teams on by here real quick, uh, Minnesota, you've got Kirk cousins, Dalvin yes. Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Irv Smith out this week. Yep. And then the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard. So like you said, some high-profile names, some fantasy players who are used to not just being in our lineups, but being the foundation 
of our lineups, yeah. right? Justin <laughs> right. Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs. I mean, these are huge wide receiver names. You've got Dalvin Cook. Uh, Miles Sanders has been fairly good. Same with Singletary. So, yeah, I mean, just look to survive this bye week if you have or if you've been lucky enough to have some of these studs in your lineups through the first six games. But um, that's going to do it for our week seven preview podcast. Uh, remember, again, it's still fairly early in the season, so don't give up hope even if you're below 500 in your record right now. And if you guys have any more specific lineup questions, trade questions, you know, sit-start questions, you can find us on Twitter. I am at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. And you can find me at FFA underscore Los. That's L-O-S. And you can find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Of course, please remember to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. It's a fantasy world, and we're all just addicts in it. Thanks, addicts.